This is Sounding Board Parenting. Creating healthier human connections through the commonality of parenting. Exploring the world of parenting with high-performing mums and dads from a range of backgrounds, industries and family dynamics. He said, the whole world looks different. You can do it your way. My life has been fundamentally altered by their existence. I gotta tell you, kids don't stop learning. That is how I changed the story. Babies are instant community generators. My growth curve just like shot up after I had a kid. I wasn't planning any of it. Let's jump in. In three, two, one. Welcome to the Sounding Board Parenting Podcast, Julian. It is awesome to have you here and, and I'm pumped and excited to explore the world of parenting with you today in, in our chat. And and before we, we deep dive into that, I'd love for you to be able to introduce yourself uh, along with the, the names and, and the ages of your children. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much, Sean, for having uh, me here. And it's like, uh, we've been talking for 15 minutes already. I'm like, um, are we in the podcast already? <laughs> we couldn't Feels stop like talking. that, doesn't it? <laughs> so who I am? Um, uh, my name is uh, Julien Marchand. And uh, what do I do? I'm a part-time academic at uh, university, academic and entrepreneurship. And uh, I'm a part-time uh, startup coach, especially for dads. I help dads build a business in harmony with their family. But who I am is a full-time dad, right? <laughs> I do. And I do that from, uh, from here in Manly uh, in Sydney, um, straight from the beach. And um, I've got uh, two kids. I've got Saya. So Saya is a seven-year-old and she was born here in, uh, in Manly. And Tayo, who is 10, 10 years old, man, it goes so quick. <laughs> Flash before your eyes. Yes. That is cool. Thank you for, for providing us that insight. And to extend on that, what roles do you feel like you currently play in life? You touched on a couple of them. So in their life, you mean? Or? <laughs> uh, in it, the, the roles that you, you see yourself playing right now in this moment in life. Okay. So the roles I'm playing, um, I'll, I'll start with my kids, right? Um, is to show them to lead by by my example, right? So showing them that I'm looking after myself first. <laughs> so that's me going swimming in the morning every day, right? Um, doing meditation and, and walks. And then um, showing them um, the importance of running your own business, the importance of not only focusing on academia, even though I've got a PhD, right? <laughs> um, so that's my role with them. And, it's, and my role is to play with them, right? Just have fun uh, with them every day. Um, yesterday, we were playing um, a new, <laughs> new board game we received called uh, Cash Flow for Kids. We were learning about cash flows. <laughs> um, and then my role um, uh, with, with my wife is to, to support her and then to, to listen to her advice as well and to, to help each other build our businesses. She's a... Um, She's a coach for mums. <laughs> she helps mums start their business. <laughs> I help dads. <laughs> We've got the world figured out. What um, a partnership. Yes. Except that we don't work together because she works with Japanese mums. And uh, so she works in, in Japanese and I work uh, in, in English. And, um, yeah, and then my role at a university is really to educate, um, not so much educate, but facilitate entrepreneurship for, for my students um, in a sense showing them that it's possible to build to build your business for your own freedom with a goal of attaining um, happiness and harmony not freaking becoming rich <laughs> right i mean that comes that comes too but it's not the the goal and so it's really showing them um how i do it myself and also showing them that it's not an overnight success showing them that it comes by fear proofing you before fear proofing your family and then uh, being able to work on a business. Um, so those are my roles. Um, educator, uh, role player, um, and husband, really. That is really cool in, in terms of what you touched on there about really putting some time and energy into themselves as a mm. person before any of that other stuff 
can come and and that's something I think we share in, in terms of what Sandy Board Parenting believes in too, whether it's from a coaching point of view or just from a personal development point of view of if you want to become a better parent, you've got to put the time and energy into becoming a better person first. And and that that can be scary in in a lot of occasions. Has, was there a moment for you when that really switched and, and you, you yep. went down that path? All right. Um, I've got two and um, they're pretty intense. So you ready? Please. So first one was, uh, was going was, what was going to be um, another best day in my life was the birth of my daughter, Saya. So seven years ago. Um, and we were like, easy man we've you know once you've got you've done the first one you're like yep we had a plan for tayo you know like natural burst swimming and all that uh, and then got crashed and uh, we had um emergency section so this time around we're like we set we've done everything we know how it's gonna work and uh nothing worked um i cannot comment on the medical aspect of things because i'm a doctor but an academic doctor not a real doctor right <laughs> so i'll just share how I, I lived it. We ended up for um, an emergency section. We in a theater room. Um, I, I had my video camera, I had the music ready, you know, just for the environment, just for, you know, to record that moment, right? <laughs> and then um, I see more and more doctors coming in. I see all the doctors being super serious. I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? <laughs> drop the camera, drop everything. Um, and then um, my daughter, Saya, was born and um, she, was, she was dead. She was dead. She was white. She was not breathing. She was not, she was white blue. It was horrible. And it lasted five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. They were trying to revive her. Like it was, it was, it was chaos, right? And then finally she came back. But man, like in that moment, I'm like, whoa she hasn't even started life and I, I've already missed out. Like, <laughs> like how unfair is this? Like how quick can, can it get? Right. Like, cause like she, cause we, you know, you start the relationship when, when, um, when she's in the warm of your, of, of your wife. Right. I mean, you start talking to her, to your kid, you start uh, even calling her by, by her name and you start having a relationship and then she comes out and, and she's dead. And you're like, Oh, how unfair, right? It was just, and it led on to three years of survival mode because she ended up having a brain damage by not, not being able to breathe. So she, she came back to life, which was amazing. <laughs> like, I'm really, really happy that she's in my life. Um, uh, but now she has this challenge. Uh, she has now cerebral palsy. She has a quadriplegy. Uh, meaning that she can't walk and she can uh, only use one hand uh, at 80%. And for the first three years, you're just like survival mode, like trying to find the best doctors, but research everything. And then after that, you start processing. And that's when I, re sorry, that was a long answer to go back to, that's when I realized that I wasn't looking after myself. And by not looking into myself, um, I, I reached, depression, cyclical depressions. Um, I would really, it would really, really, really go bad for me. And by me being depressed, it really didn't help the family. And then I finally started to look after myself. Um, everything you can think of, like studying basic with body, uh, diet, sleeping, um, exercise, like covering all this, right? Uh, and then I was starting to feel good. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> this is good. And uh, I finished my PhD. I got a, a job in Adelaide. And then uh, I got a job offer uh, for a lot of money in, to come back to Sydney because we were in Adelaide. Um, and I said, yes. Uh, but my daughter had just been through a big surgery in the US. So we, we need to stay in Adelaide so she could have her team, her army <laughs> of, um, of therapies to look after her. So... I just had to commute for six months from between Adelaide and Sydney. And you're like, yeah, man, look at the money. <laughs> it's worth it. It's not worth it. Um, so you're commuting every week. Uh, so you wake up at 5am on Monday and then you're in the office in Sydney at 10.30 and um, you end up, because you're not in the same city, you end up uh, staying late. You, I will 
do story time with my daughter, 8.30 p.m. and my, my son, Tayo, through Zoom from the office. And then I'll go back to my hotel and then come back and then I'll start sleeping in the office, right? Because <laughs> what a waste. <laughs> um, and I crashed and burned. I crashed and burned and uh, woke up with a staph infection, which is a skin infection that gets you when your immune system is low. <laughs> Got stuck in bed for two weeks and I realized I forgot. I forgot about the first lesson of looking after myself. Um, and then I quit, quit the job, quit the money, uh, decided to work only part-time at university and to work uh, part-time on my coaching business and to only work in total four days a week. So I could have one day for me and then two full days for my, for my family. Sorry, that was a long-winded answer. <laughs> I'll, just have, I'll just take a couple of deep breaths and thank you for, I just want to acknowledge you for, for being so open uh, about that. And, mm. and you mentioned there in terms of that, that second part of, of the story you were telling around it wasn't worth it. That, that commute to Sydney, what, what was the cost for you? What was the, the lesson out of all of this for you now that you reflect on it? So the lesson, well, number one, I was freaking tired, man. <laughs> it's exhausting. And, um, and then you, you start taking, you know, sleeping pills, right? Because you're not getting your sleep and that, that, that's, not, that's not a good solution. Mm. Um, so I was tired and then... I was missing out on my kids. I was missing out on Saya making progress, on Tayo making um, like friends where we was, and I was missing out. I was, yes, I was doing, I was going through Zoom, you know, Zoom call every night, and that was good. But I was missing out on, on the relationship, and and so I thought I could buy that by bringing them a present every time I was coming from back from uh, from Sydney. And so they'll wait for me on Thursday night because I'll come back on Thursday night. Um, and then realize now they're waiting for me. For the, they're not waiting for me. They're waiting for the present. And I realized I was trying to buy them off and it was just not working. And I just realized that I was getting tired. I was not doing exercises. Um, I was doing kickboxing before every morning. And then I, I stopped that. And then in the office... I started to be on a short fuse. I was managing, um, or like I was the head of a, of a business faculty. So I had uh, my admin staff, I had my lecturers, I had my students. And um, my th threshold for tolerance was really low because, because I was not looking after myself. I was not looking after my family. And it was not a good mix. How do you feel right now reflecting on it? Uh, I felt that I was lucky to have had that, um, that health scare of, you know, removing that staph infection, having to spend two weeks in bed in Sydney, not in Adelaide because I couldn't fly, um, and making the decision to quit because as dad, we don't go to the doctor, right? I mean, <laughs> like, oh, my arm is dead. Oh, that's all right. I'll just have one. I, you know, we here, I mean, we, I don't know, society told us we're here to provide. We're the providers. We're the breadwinner, right? So we don't look after ourselves. And I realized that one of the rare ways for us to change is to start looking after ourselves is to have um, a crisis, a trauma. Um, and I had to have two <laughs> in order to actually start looking after myself. So I'm lucky because um, if I haven't had those traumas and if I had not the courage to, to work on that, then I'll still be stuck in, in not, being, not being happy, basically, and um, losing my relationship with my kids and potentially with my wife. Um, I mean, the statistics, as parents, you know, um, on parents staying together are quite low, right? And both my wife and I, our parents divorced very early. And the statistics for parents with the kids with disability, it's even worse. <laughs> so um, 10 years on and um, we are, I don't know, more in love and more as a team as ever. I know we've chatted about it online, I think, just through LinkedIn before around the, the work that it mm. takes to 
put into that and, and to grow together. And, and it's interesting that that term grow together. I, I was listening to, uh, I'm not sure if you, you follow Simon Sinek at all. Mm-hmm. It, he's got a, a podcast out at the moment called A Bit of Optimism. And, yep. and yesterday he had uh, Seth Godin, uh, marketing okay. guru and, and yeah obviously in the entrepreneur space as well and and his wife uh, Helene and one of the the questions that came out it was a bit random from what they were talking about but Simon simply asked how have you made your marriage work and mm-hmm. without uh, quoting uh, either Seth or, or Helene they started to talk about how there's actually a lot of similarities between the, the entrepreneur's journey and, and a relationship in terms yep. of it starts with, with you believing in it. Mm. And then it's about, okay, if I believe in it, I'm going to choose to work at it, to grow together because yes. Yes. it'll either go one way. You either grow together or you'll either grow apart. And yes. it's not that it's already decided for you. It's that it takes conscious time and energy to be able to go down that path of of growing together and and i can hear that just in in what you were saying it's it's so similar Uh, well look entrepreneurship is basically life skills that's all it is right it's about taking charge of 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 you and your business and having to outsource everything but that that work of growing together it has to be uh, purposeful, but it has to be a conscious choice, right? And you have to work on it. And so one way I help my my um, my clients and my students and is to share what I do for, for a specific project. So let's say um, I'm going to launch um, a masterclass or a new course, right? I, I imagine uh, what it's going to look like, um, how I'm going to feel about it, uh, and I'm, I start journaling about it, right? And then once, once I'm done journaling and I've, I've, I've pictured the way it's going to look like, then I actually take a video of myself. And in that video, I say, so let's, let's assume um, it's an event that will happen. Oh, let's, I've just did it to this morning, so it's going to be very easy. So I say, hey, this is Julian, uh, and we are uh, on July 29th, one day after the final demo day of your students. And mate everything went so well you know like Susie who was stressed like she performed so well she was so happy what worked really well is that you helped them every single day by providing like motivation and small tips and blah 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 I can continue and do that and then I give some of the um, some of the goals and the, the things so everyone pitch we had 140 people attending physically and more than 300 through streamline blah 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 right so now I've got that, that goal, that intention, right, of what it's going to look like. And then I listen to it every day. <laughs> every day I listen to that guy, that, that really smart guy, and that smiling guy, and, and that really good-looking guy, by the way, right? <laughs> I can trust that guy. I want to be that guy. He's so happy. Uh, and that's me in the future, right? And I'm like, wow, this is where I want to go. And what it does is that it removes all the negative, all the thing that we usually focus on, you know, like when your wife picks on you because, you know, <laughs> you've left uh, all your socks in the living room again, <laughs> you know, like, come on, it's more important what I'm doing. Well, you don't focus on that anymore. You focus on all the good stuff, um, you know, like the day that we're looking forward to, uh, spending time with our kids. Um, and so this is why it's so similar. So you need to work on it. It's not going to happen ourselves because our default is to focus on the negative and focusing on negative. It doesn't, you don't grow together. You grow apart, right? If you follow on negative. Oh, I'm going to write that one down. Sorry. (laughs) What I'm hearing there is, is someone who, who tries to, or has the intention of, of being the best version of themselves. And, and, and it sounds like there's a real core or fundamental uh, yeah. approach to gratitude yes. uh, amongst all of that as well. Is that something that, that has formed uh, and evolved for you over time? Yeah. It's funny that you say form and evolve. That's exactly what it is. Um, I st- so what was it, 18 months ago? I'm trying to remember. Was it before? I think it was before uh, my second health scare. 
after. Oh, yeah, timing is fuzzy, but uh, one of my uh, good friends, uh, Jan, from the time that I live on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland, um, introduced me to a podcast called um, the Practical Stoic Podcast. And I, I started listening to it and it was, you know, um, five minutes uh, on, on stoicism and what is stoicism and like something practical I can put into my life. And, you know, and it opened me to the, the stoic philosophy, which the whole purpose of ourself is to become a better version of ourselves, right? That's, that's all stoicism is, is a set of tools to help you become a better version of, this, of, my, of yourself. And I realized, you know, after listening to it every day for six months that, those were the perfect toolkit to be a dad, <laughs> like to be a parent. I'm like, this is it, Sean. I found it. The, the parenting guide. <laughs> because as dad, I don't know about you, but I had no freaking idea of what I was getting myself into it, how to do things. Um, my dad was in the Navy, so I've never seen him really around. And he was just taking me to movies and knackers. That's it. Um, so for me, it was all new. So finally, I got that that parenting guide <laughs> so blueprint. Like, exactly which is all about um becoming a better version of yourself so becoming a better dad becoming a better husband be becoming better yourself and the the baby steps is to start with gratitude right starting by journaling your gratitude and your top three gratitude every morning and that build that habit of look like talking to yourself and looking at yourself, observing yourself, because then, you know, once you've done your, your three gratitudes, well, what if you start writing what went well and what didn't go well the day before, you know, start analyzing that and say, oh, what, what about I actually review that at night as well, right? Let's see how my dad, and then <laughs> the next thing you know, you'll be becoming a better person every single day. And um, it has evolved in the sense that now I do my gratitude in a very special place. Uh, you ready? <laughs> so, as I said, before it was on my journal, right, which is always next to me. Now is um, I woke up, I wake up at about um, 6, uh, 6 a.m. And I, for the first half, um, I do meditation and I, and I write my journal entry, but I don't do my gratitude. I go then to the beach and I jump into the water. And that moment when I jump into the water, which is freaking freezing at the moment, <laughs> when, when my eyes go under the wave and I've got goggles, I do, I, I do snorkeling, right? Because I don't know how to swim and breathe at the same time. It's too hard for me. Um, but at that moment, it, it becomes a trigger for me to start my gratitude and to say, how good is life, man? <laughs> you know, like, how good is life? How lucky? Like, so this morning it was... I am so lucky to be living on earth right now. I'm so lucky to have Tayo next to me, to have Saya next to me. And, and I mean it, right? I mean, I almost lost her seven years ago um, and to have my wife. Um, I'm so lucky to have, <laughs> the third thing I did this morning was, I'm so lucky that I put my gloves on because it's really cold. <laughs> Small things, totally. <laughs> so yeah, it has evolved. And now it's, it sounds a very complicated habit now of you know doing your your reflection in the morning doing your daily review at night uh doing your gratitude but it's something that that really evolved and it starts with with doing your gratitude in in, in a journal and buying please buying a really nice journal not a freaking cheap uh, thing that calls a Woolworths you know like something that you you will cherish um this is like leather bond um and, and you can attach your pen that's very important for me I don't know why um, and then I can remove what um, uh, the paper, the the, note, the book note inside, right? So I can always change it back. And um, what happened is that two months ago, when three months ago, when we studied isolation, um, my son Tayo said, "Dad, um, I think I need a journal, and um, I really want to buy a journal. So I'm going to show you which one I want." And he showed me a very nice leather bond journal at seventy dollars. And I'm like, so who's going to buy it? He goes, I'm going to buy it with my, with my money. I really needed to write my songs. And I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> How cool is that? That, um, that what is it, omnosis? Yeah. In terms of what, what he's probably experienced and, and seen. And, and just in terms of that, I, I totally agree. If, if you're going to, to do something, do it right. And with that being said, 
for anyone that is out there listening that may have uh, tried journaling or may be interested in journaling as well, just to be able to, to start somehow, mm. like you said, whether it is with that, that one piece of gratitude in the yep. morning and, and just watch what happens throughout your days after, after you actually put some time and energy into that. It's, it's a beautiful thing. And, and I don't think I've met anyone that hasn't experienced some of that progress, some of that lasting change when they yeah. actually just put some conscious time and, and energy into that as well. And, and I'm interested to, to go back in time with you a little bit, Julian, in, in terms of the, the story behind the moment that you found out you were going to be a dad for the first time. Hmm. So the first time, so that's back 2010. So uh, how can I introduce that? Um, okay, 2007. So 2007, I was 27 and I had accomplished everything I'd planned for, right? So what happened was um, I'd immigrated from France uh, and from the US to, to Australia. I'd got a, um, uh, my, my visa to, to work here, my citizenship even. Um, had a, a very well-paid job as a consultant, like six figures at the age of 27. And then I, I met the perfect wife. Ta-da! Right? <laughs> and the then... The uh, it all changed. Yes. Well, we all changed before, before Tayo. Um, those three years were like, that's it? Is that, is, that, is that all there is in life? I've got the, I got the money. Uh, I've got the wife now. Uh, I've got the location. Um, I'm not happy. So then... Okay, so we're going to get a kid and I'm like, cool, you know, that's, I always wanted to have at least three kids because I come from a family of three. And the year that before we got Tayo, um, well, actually, as soon as I was thinking, I need to do something. I really need to start a business again. I had done one before, but it was terrible, right? I, 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 I need something better than this as working corporate. Um, so I was thinking of ideas and then when I, when my, my, my wife surprised me, um, it was 4 p.m. Uh, I was in my office and she calls me and said, hey, I'm downstairs. I'm like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? I'm at work. I'm really important, right? <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> I come down and she opens a box and uh, it's, um, uh, I was going to say a paternity test. No, not a paternity test. <laughs> Birth test. Yay. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and uh, i look at it and like you know of course she knows what it means right like she's been thinking about it like you're in the middle of work right yeah <laughs> you come down you take the lift and then this thing open you're like what the fuck is this oh shit <laughs> i'm gonna be a dad so that was amazing um but then i realized shit um i'm working crazy hours right because i'm very important i earn a lot of money sean so i need to work crazy hours right um i was was uh, working as a um, as a chef in um, in like five star restaurants, so she was working from uh, four p.m. to midnight. So that was awesome because I could work until twelve p.m. in the office and just go and pick her up, right? <laughs> I'm like, that's not gonna work with a kid, right? <laughs> I mean, that's not gonna work. And so that kind of forced me to go and build a business with the goal to be spending more time with my kid. I, I was really picturing me see my kid grow up uh like pushing the swing with him on a thursday afternoon um 2 p.m being on on the grass with him in the park spending time with him because i realized that being in the office was crap so i kept my full-time job and i work on the business uh, started hiring people having a co-founder um and then taylor was born it was like yes it's awesome and then um he started crying at night and waking me up and I, like i had no time like i was getting really tired to work on the business i'm like come on dude i'm working hard so i can look after you right we soon going to be able to spend time soon we're going to be able to spend time right <laughs> and you're like oh he's one year old and i really haven't spent much time with him <laughs> because i was focusing so much on on my career and my business and again that was a lesson of not looking after myself and my family before looking after the business and the career. Can you relate? <laughs> Definitely, in, in a big way. Time for a short reflection break. This is an opportunity for you to stop, 
take a breath and reflect on your past week as a parent. If you have a pen and paper near you, that's great. If not, simply use your phone or laptop. I want you to write down three things. First, write down one moment in the past week that you were proud of yourself as a parent. Second, write down one area of your parenting that you would like to improve for the next week. Third, write down one moment from the past week where your child or children have made you smile. Be kind to yourself and enjoy the rest of the podcast. For so long, I had this perception or or this mindset that I was going to teach Oscar everything. This is when when Jess was pregnant. I was going to teach Oscar everything. I was going to provide everything. I was going to earn more money. I was going to provide all these holidays and all these material, uh, tangible things that we we love so much that that is the epitome of life, isn't it? Until that all come crashing down when, when, when he arrives and it just threw everything up in the air in terms of beliefs around that approach. And, and, and to go off tangent a little bit, honestly, he is three in September. He has taught me more in three years than I would ever dream to teach him in the, in a lifetime, to be honest. Yeah. I, he has taught me in three, three years more than I think I would ever teach him in a lifetime. And I don't say that lightly. And, and I yeah. firmly believe now that, that children are, are our greatest teachers in a lot of way, more than any Sifu, more than any master, more than any yes. uh, mentor. He's, he's taught me so much in terms of the power of play, resilience, curiosity, and, and, and I'd love to, to know from your point of view as well, Julian, what, what have you learned from, from your kids? Well, first, I want to congratulate you, mate, because um, you say you've learned. And the only reason that you can learn is because you made yourself teachable, right? So you've opened yourself to, to be open to what Oscar has to teach you about himself and about, and about you, right? So that, that's, that's freaking, freaking amazing. And um, I think... Thank you. Should, I shared that quote with you uh, um, in our previous conversation on, on LinkedIn, which was one of my favorite quotes is that fatherhood is the best education a man can get. Right. It's like, wow. <laughs> As you said, better than a master and uh, I'm talking from experience better than a PhD. Man. <laughs> um, and yeah, my son has, uh, and my daughter, my daughter has taught me uh, perseverance, right? Like she is my, my favorite example as an entrepreneur because, and you can probably hear her <laughs> because she's playing with Tayo, um, is that she literally physically falls every day, right? Because she can't walk properly. She has a, a wheelchair and, and a walker, but she'll cry and then she'll pick herself up and then she'll go and she'll keep doing it. She'll keep doing it. And I'm like, wow and i complain (laughs) you know about this little thing happening to me and i don't know if i can do it again now she goes and do it so she's really teaching me um resilience and perseverance and um and tayo has been teaching me to be more um to give more into my right brain um because you know i was very academic so very left brain um not giving too much to my creativity side and my son happens to be like um, a music person. I don't know where that came from, but um, <laughs> like, he's really into music and he's just sneaking in. I've um, seen the dancing, Julian. I, I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. I, I think I know where it might have come from. So, well, it's true. Like uh, my wife and I, we met um, in a salsa club uh, dancing salsa. And when Tayo was wow. in, my, um, in my wife's womb, uh, we were playing salsa music all the time. So Tayo, come here. Come here. <laughs> no, I'm just getting socks. Do you think you learn rhythm when you were in mummy's tummy? Maybe. Maybe. See? <laughs> it's possible, isn't it? Hey, so maybe it comes from me somewhere. <laughs> I, think it, now, I think it may. He he plays piano. He just picked up the guitar a couple of weeks back. And um, he told me that you can... I can still become a musician at the age of 40 because I'm, I'm, I'm very old. Right. And, um, so a few weeks back, he was challenging me to teach me how to play the piano. I'm like, 
I can't tell you, I can't. Like, it's just too hard. And I was traumatized when, as a kid by a very evil piano teacher. <laughs> and then, uh, but then I was thinking about it because he was challenging me. I was seeing how happy he was with music and how he didn't let, it didn't let the fact that he didn't know how to read the notes, that didn't let him stop from playing. So it didn't have to learn the, the rules to become a musician. I'm like, okay, that's, when you have a left brain, it's really hard to understand that. <laughs> you know, you have to follow this. And I'm like, okay. And so he also plays percussion. That's how he started. And I'm like, and he was about to sell his congas. So those are big uh, drums. And I said, and I love salsa and conga goes and said, I said, Tayo, can you, sorry, can you, can you teach me how to play conga? <laughs> and uh, he did. And um, it's, it's awesome. I play every, a little bit every day. It's been only like three weeks now. Since he challenged me with piano, I said, not piano, but conga, like that. And uh, so he literally taught me uh, a musical skills. And he basically told me, he's a, he opened my mind about being more creative, um, being, I'm the one that's at university that says, you need to always learn. You know, you have to be a continuous learner. And <laughs> I was me in my left brain. And now I can do that in my right brain and being, um, being, um, am I going to say it? Being an artist. <laughs> You are. You've been an artist and that is beautiful and, and amazing all in one. It's, I think it's fascinating because I, I believe that we are all born naturally creative. We, all, we, yep. we are all born naturally creative, curious, resourceful, capable, and, and we are all born whole. And yep. there's only one person that can take that away from you and that is you. In, in a big way in terms of there's been many a time where those self-doubting sort of beliefs and thoughts and thinking come into play. And there's one thing that I've developed in terms of just saying to myself, mm -hmm. and it's something I apply to my parenting, and that is getting out of the way. Getting yes. out of the way of myself because there is that natural, innate ability there to be able to do whatever you want to do if you apply yep. yourself to it. That's right. It's but a choice. This one, it cannot happen if you're tired, if you're stressed, if you don't look after yourself, if you, you, know, you just keep working because you need to provide. You cannot get to that point and you cannot make yourself teachable and get your, your kids to teach you. You cannot get out of your way because you being in your job is you being in your own way. <laughs> mm. It's interesting that I was just having some thought about those, those moments where, where I fully identified with one role. Mm. Now parenting and the role of parenting seems mm. to be quite common. It, it was for me early days and, and I can see out in the community that, that it still is in a big way, but, but I don't think it's just limited to that. I think when we fully identify with, with one role, yep. we tend to neglect all of those other roles yep. and interests in our life, which can really lead to, to a detrimental effect in terms of what you're saying, like that tired, fatigued, I don't know how I'm going to move forward with this sort of feeling. Mm. And as soon as, similar to what we've been discussing, as soon as you put some time and energy into just into yourself in terms of, uh, what gives you energy? Yeah. It's amazing how that can shift. And again, I come back to the one person that can choose to do that is yeah. you. Yeah. And, and the only person that can choose to do that for you is, is you yeah. in, in a lot of ways. I, I think there's two things that came to my mind when you were talking. Um, so remind me if I forget them. So it's going to be um, uh, uh, work-life balance and then happy place. So if I forget, remind me. But we were talking about uh, work-life balance um, on uh, just before this this call, right? Go, going live, and it's those different roles is kind of like finding that you know we're trying to find the balance between those different roles. And uh, you and I we were going we were saying well we we realized after a few years of practice well it's actually finding the 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 harmony between those roles because all those roles are actually the same role, which the role is to become a better human <laughs> right and so finding that harmony between um those different sub roles is is what's critical and it's 
we can start working toward getting work-life balance, but if we understand that it's actually becoming and having harmony between, um, between our career, our business, our family, and ourselves, then it's like, you know, having everything aligned, um, it's, it becomes beautiful. And yes. one quick way to do that, well, like one quick tip, and um, you've heard me saying that I met my wife um, dancing salsa back in 2007. Uh, it's because... I was working super hard, um, but every night I was going to a dance club. I was going to a salsa club, not really to meet to meet up girls. I mean, that was a good <laughs> you know, that was a good thing, and it led to you know my, my meeting my wife. But it was really because I was happy. Like it was dancing salsa, having that rhythm. Um, because also you don't drink when you drink salsa when you dance salsa because you just need water. <laughs> but that was making me happy. And I realized, uh, and that's why you saw me dancing on LinkedIn. I realized that by, by dancing salsa whenever I want, and I do it every morning in my shower after, after my swim, I put salsa music on with, with waterproof headset not to wake up the kids and the wife because otherwise you can't hear the end of it. <laughs> and you start dancing, and that five minutes of dancing on top of the half an hour to an hour of swimming, um, it brings that level of happiness in you, which really powers you, gives that, you that energy. So it's a quick, it's like cheating, but it's, it's going to your happy place, which for me is dancing salsa, is being in the water. Um, walking is also a nice, uh, walking on the beach or in the forest is also another happy place. But just even walking around the, the block at work, uh, that's, those are my happy places. So being able to go to those happy places give you the energy to then be, be able to, to look at, you know, work-life balance and, and aiming to for an harmony. Sorry. That was it sounds answer. like it provides <laughs> you that, that, I don't know how to say it, that platform, that, that clear headspace to be able to, to really attack and, and be the best version of yourself possible without those. It could potentially be more cloudy and, and foggy and yes. not saying that we don't still access some of those, uh, those, those best versions of ourselves when we are in that state, that's totally possible. Mm -hmm. But how much are you accessing? And what I can hear is, is right now you're following what gives you energy, which that's is right. really maximizing those, those bright spots that, that you have. It's, I think it goes back to something that you were saying um, before, um, which is, you know, uh, building the habit of, of doing the gratitudes. It's like everything we've just talked about, right, is it's great concept, is great aim or, or intentions. So after, after the call, you know, like people from the audience are like, will feel boosted, like, yes, that's, that's what I need to do. This is what I want to do. And those are empty, empty promises. We're setting up ourselves for, uh, for failure when we do that, right? But if... And that's what happened at school with my students. This is what happened with, with my coaching clients as well is you get excited by the concept, by the theory, by, by the framework. But if you don't bring it back to implementing in your life and building the habit, the repetition, you know, this is why your teacher in, in year 12 kept repeating the same thing, right? <laughs> it was embedding it in your brain. It was building the habits of you hearing it. So if you build the habit of gratitude, which is, you know, looking after yourself, of getting into um, that positive energy through things like, you know, going to your happy place, like dancing salsa whenever the world is fucked, <laughs> um, giving you the habits of meditating, um, giving yourself, you know, 10 minutes a day just to, to calm down everything. Then you get the second part of, of, of um, aiming for, uh, for that goal or intention is the feedback, the results, right? You're starting to feel that boost of energy and you're starting to, to get addicted to it, right? I mean, <laughs> it's, you know, like this, like uh, I know for some people um, running is, is also the happy place because they get that boost of adrenaline and they're just addicted. That's what it is, right? So if we build that habit and we have to force ourselves, we really have to force ourselves to make time in our calendar make time in our routine, find a trigger that will help us do it. Um, do you really think I wanted to go swimming uh, in the morning? <laughs> My knee was messed up um, because I'm not taking care of myself, blah, blah, blah. And I was riding my bike and I couldn't walk anymore. I love riding my bike. And 
my wife said, always listen to your wife, by the way. Um, she said, why don't you go swimming? And I said, no, I hate swimming, man. Like swimming pool is so boring. It's blue and it's, you only see the tiles and it smells chlorine. Like she goes, we live on the beach, go on the beach. I'm like, oh, it's cold. <laughs> it's, it's, it's winter. You know, like when first time around when your wife says something is wrong, but you know, in the, in the back of your head, it's the right thing to it do. It sinks in eventually, doesn't it? So I started doing it uh, in the middle of winter. So that was uh, yeah, a year ago in July. And um, I, real, I realized I really like it, but it takes a lot of time. So I decided to do it as soon as I wake up in the morning. And so now it's like, I don't even think about it. As soon as I wake up, I don't even look if, it's, if the waves are too strong, if it's raining. I don't. I don't. I just go and grab my wetsuit. I grab my goggles. Uh, I grab my, my pink uh, cap, which is really important. <laughs> it's from the club I swim with. Um, and I just go. I don't even think about it because I've built a habit and the first month was, it was hard because it was like, oh man, I would, I'd love to stay under the cover. But I knew that as soon as I was getting into the water, I had that boost of energy that like, oh, like this is awesome. So, so yeah, build, build that habit intentionally of having positivity and energy and looking after yourself and you get, you get results very quickly. You know what I, I, I started to to think about in when you were talking there was around it sounds like you you have a real knack or ability right now which i believe we all do but but you're definitely demonstrating it from what i can hear in terms of maintaining uh, an internal focus in terms of what is going on inside in terms of Mm. you talked about what is happening in terms of the water. So if we use that example, what the, the waves or the weather or whatever it might be, it's very similar in life, I believe, to what other people are saying or how our child is behaving in terms of the external focus. And we can find ourselves uh, very quickly handing over that internal power, that internal strength over to those external things in our lives and that the more we do that the more depleted that we potentially feel however even if it's 10 seconds five minutes 10 minutes whatever it might be in terms of what you were talking about there just to be able to check back in and just just try and hold some of that internal focus what is going on inside of me right now what am i feeling about this instead of just handing over everything now, I'm not saying don't give consideration beyond yourself because we need to, to, to feel like we are contributing and, and serving in life. With that being said, though, I believe that there is a, a way of being able to maintain some sense of internal focus. And, and the longer you can do that for, the more in tune you are with the best version of yourself and, and, and where you're moving as well. And, and where you want to be it's this is this is awesome sean like um it's um i'm really glad we got to talk because um i'm 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 like i wasn't like you when when taylor was three years old like oh man i (laughs) i don't learn all that so i'm very i'm very impressed in you um and i'm so glad that you get to share that um because um we can see through you that it's it's possible and it's achievable um, and for me to keep that, um, that focus, I didn't have that before. And it's through my, uh, my parenting guide called, um, stoicism philosophy, <laughs> that thing that, um, uh, a, a Roman emperor wrote about 3000 years ago. Um, it basically, so one of the key concepts is a dichotomy of control, right? It's like, you cannot focus on what you cannot control. So I cannot control what people are going to say. I cannot control on what the weather is going to look like. And I cannot control my three months old screaming at night. <laughs> I cannot control that uh, because, well, actually, it's her job. Her job is to cry at night, right? This is, this is who she is. She's a baby. I need to focus on what I can control. So what I can control is um, to put a very thick wetsuit so <laughs> I don't get cold. I can put gloves. Um, what I can control uh, is um, to get some naps during the day. So, you know, when she, she wakes up at nine and I need to look after her, well, I did manage to get some sleep. 
and um, when I can, when people start critic criticizing me, when which you know happens very often, when uh, you put a video of yourself on LinkedIn every single day, <laughs> um, you just realize that there is nothing you can do about that. So you just huh, skip it, <laughs> just not take. And then through that, um, so through that economy of control and through the power of reflecting, then it's so much easier to. To, to have a key focus and to stay clear on that focus because you write about it every day. And your, my clear focus is simple, is to be, become a better person, to become a better dad and um, better educator and better coach. I just want to take a moment to, to say how grateful I am that we are having this conversation. That it's, it's a beautiful experience to be able to, to hit that higher energy wavelength in, in terms of when you do... Uh, yeah, interact with someone that is just trying to be the best version of themselves too. It's, it's mm -hmm. infectious, even if it is through Zoom and, and I can feel that. So thank you for, for being here. And, and, and just on, on what you mentioned before around the, um, yeah, the, the child behaviour element in terms of if they're, they're upset or they're, they're having a tantrum or whatever it might be, you said something that really hit home with me in terms of that, that is what they are meant to be doing. That, <laughs> that is their job. And at the end of the day, just going back on the, the whole internal external piece, it's out of our control, as you said, uh -huh. and they are going to feel whatever they are going to feel. So instead of putting the time and energy into worrying about how we can fix it, mm. to be able to actually strip that back and simply provide an environment that allows them to feel whatever they're going to feel. And that in itself will correlate and triple down and compound in a big way later in life. And, and obviously there's such a, a big body of work and research that, that is out and it's still coming out in, in terms of the correlations between what is taking place in, in childhood with, uh, with events later in life as well. And I, I think that's, that's an amazing thing. And, and you can see the difference. And yeah. I don't say I can see the difference in others. I can see the difference in myself. And I still have days where I'm spending more time on the external than on the internal. And there is a difference there. And that at the end of the day, whether it aligns with anyone out there, that is okay. If it does, if it doesn't, it doesn't. Because at the end of the day, it, it aligns with me right now, which I think at the end of the day is, is really important for, for you to be able to feel aligned in in, in your environment, in the people you're around and, and where you are, are heading. Exactly. Yeah. Align. I think align is a key word here. It's like uh, if your, your career and your, or your business is aligned to your, with your family, is aligned with yourself, you're one. That's it. It's, it's really finding that alignment because if you live in those different worlds, in those different roles, it's so exhausting, right? But if it's, everything is aligned, if, and it, it becomes such a... Such a it becomes easier because you're just yourself. And um, the, I think a lot about it, especially when, uh, when I swim and, um, you know, once, or, once a, a week or once a fortnight, I, um, I get to swim with a turtle. And I get to see them, Sean, like they're, they, like they're beautiful. Like they, they're so agile in the water, like they, they, they're in the element, right? But not really in the element because they have to come up and breathe, right? And when they have to lay the eggs, they have to come out on the, on the beach <laughs> and lay the eggs and like very slow there and they get slaughtered. And I realized, wow, I, you know, for me, I don't know, for me, it's a she, but um, she, she's living in both worlds um, in harmony. Like, you know, she's really like fishing, staying um, under, underwater for long hours and then she goes back up and she lay her eggs and uh, she might not be the best parent ever. So maybe I don't, I don't use that as an example, but I like to, I like to, call myself a turtle dad now because i want to be that i want to be that turtle that that person that can be, live in harmony with between what seems to be those different worlds those different roles and it's same one man <laughs> the same old thing <laughs> turtle data i think that might catch we'll see if we can we'll see if we can get that hashtag in or something <laughs> the turtle dad that if you could transport back in time with one piece of parenting advice to your pre-parent self, 
what would it be? Um, I'll go back to the dichotomy of control, what you can control and what you cannot control, focus on what you can. <laughs> Is that something you feel like you, you, you yeah. are living by day to day? That's something I was really worried about before. Um, I was really worried about what was happening to me, like the environment, the people criticism, um, you know, what were they going to think about my kids and what was my kids going to think of me? And, and I realized I had to let go because this was bothering me because I was focusing so much on what I could not control. And it was really taking me, taking me down. And I realized as a dad, um, as a parent, you really have to focus on what you can control and, and stay positive and happy because you you have you can control how you react to all those things this has been awesome my friend um i'm interested to know because you are uh, uh, an educated person and, and someone that is uh, playing a, a big role from my point of view in, in shaping uh, mm-hmm. that area of of our lives as well especially from a, a point of view of being interested in, in entrepreneurship as well Has there been anything that you've read, that you've watched or or listened to that's helped you as a parent in in your journey? All right, where do I start? (laughs) As a dad, uh, I mentioned stoicism being my parenting guide. Uh, So for me, it's been um, trying to read meditation from uh, Marcus Aurelius, which is his personal journal that he wrote um about 2000 years ago just for himself it wasn't for publication (laughs) so it's a bit messy it's a bit hard to read because you know it just but he wrote um really some really good guidelines it it basically you know 2000 years ago they still had the same issue as we have (laughs) we're still going through the same thing and maybe they didn't have a, a mobile phone but dude they had all the rest um so trying to read meditation listening to podcasts on, on on that topic really helped me and if there's another book i can recommend is um the obstacle is away which is from uh, ryan holiday and um it's about <laughs> stoicism meets entrepreneurship <laughs> and as i said entrepreneurship is is a life skill so it, it can then it then relates to um uh, to parenting for me um and that makes me think of another book. So the obstacle is a way to say there will always be obstacle coming your way. And that's, that's going to be, become the way because you're going to have to go through this, not avoid it, not avoid this, but go through it and learn through it. So again, your baby waking, uh, waking up all the time or you not having access to the school that you wanted to or you not being able to do drop off or pick up. Um, for me, like drop off is so essential now. Um, we don't have time to, say, but that's another example. So, um, meditation from Marcus Aurelius, um, the obstacle is away uh, from Ryan Holiday, and the final one, which is the one I started with, is um, the startup of you. I know it's still very entrepreneurship, but it's um, from um, Ryan Hoffman, uh, the founder of LinkedIn which basically says you have to look at yourself as your own business, as your own startup, and you have to do everything to make that business better, which is, you know, becoming a better person. (laughs) And it goes through, you know, training, upskilling, hiring the right people, like all within you. And um, you being a a parent is being part of of that startup. So it's looking after you. So three books for you. (laughs) There you go. And straight on the, on the book list. I'm sure there's there's a few other people out there that are, are jumping into Audible and, and Amazon as we speak. Yes, Audible is the best. <laughs> it is on the go. And that's, that's I think, a, a beauty of, of podcasting as well in terms of just being able to uh, be able to consume and learn uh, on the go as well. And, and with that in mind, what do you love about parenting right now, Julian? Oh, what I love about parenting right now, um, it reminds me of what's important. So, you know, we've all been working from home and now I've been working from home for about two years now since I I quit my full-time job. And, um, you know, you're working, you're having a meeting and it's like, oh, the example of Tayo walking in here, right? Um, One reaction would have been to go, Tayo! Wait, don't you see I'm working right now? So that, that was me <laughs> seven years ago or something. But this time around, I was like, yeah, no, come in and join. You know, like you are 
one of my priorities, right? Making them understand that they are the priority. And they, make, they remind me of what is my priorities in life when they're here. And like, that's why I included him. And that's why I'm when my, my daughter comes to me and wants to play with me and wants to show me something when, you know, when you're here on your phone <laughs> and I'm, you know, like doing a very important thing that I'm not going to remember what it's going to be in two minutes. <laughs> and I close the phone and I go back to, to her and I interact with her. Um, that's what I love about parenthood is that they make me realize what's, what's important because as we said, um, they are the best teachers, aren't they? That, that is beautiful. And in, in terms of they, they, it sounds like they are part of your journey just as much as you are in, in yes. a lot of ways. And look, really we, we, cool. there was a statistic that was floating around and, um, as a, as a researcher, it annoys me that I couldn't find the source, the exact source, but I'm still going to mention it, which is. By the time that your kids reach the age of 16, which is six years for Tayo, uh, you will have spent with them 75% of the total amount of time you're going to spend with them in your life. Okay, let's add sync. <laughs> so in 13 years, when Oscar turns 16, by that time, you'll have spent 75% of the time that you will spend ever with him. So we've got to enjoy that. They I'm so have... excited. I'm, I'm <laughs> <No. pumped. laughs> uh, there is, you know, only, they have only one childhood, so we better not miss it. Um, and um, we're going to make the best of it. And it doesn't mean it's the end afterwards, right? I mean, those 25% time we're going to spend with them are still going to be good. But, you know, they're going to live their own life. They're going to have their girlfriends and their boyfriends. And they're going to get married. They're going to have kids. You know, like it's we're not always going to be in their life. I mean... Their journey. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Thank you so much, Julian. This has been awesome. We, we always finish our sounding board parenting episodes with a segment called time to plug off. And basically this is a, a quadruple threat question. So how can our listeners find you? Where can we find your work? Are you on any social media, which we've just alluded to and what's next for you as well? Okay, um, so I already forgot the beginning of the question, but <laughs> one question I remember is where can you find me? Uh, so that's super easy. Um, every day on LinkedIn, every day. <laughs> and I'll be talking about entrepreneurship. I'll be talking about uh, being, being a dad and I'll be talking about dancing salsa. <laughs> so that I'll be talking about three topics, you know, like it's about food proofing you, food proofing your family, food proofing your, your business. For me, that's, those are my, the three pillars of my brand. This is what I work on. Um, and what am I doing right now? Well, the next two weeks, I'll be focusing on helping my students to, uh, and my clients to pitch uh, for their business at, um, at fish burners. So I've got some pitching on the seven on the 17th of, of July, which by the time, you know, the podcast is released, it will have been done. And then by the end of the month for, for the other group. So I'm going to be focusing on that really, like really helping the, helping them be the best version of themselves on stage, helping them to be themselves when they pitch. And so, so for that reason, the next two weeks on LinkedIn, I'll be talking a lot about that. I'll be sharing and helping and trying to encourage others to, to become good at pitching because Pitching is about sharing our message. It's about sharing who we are really, not fake people, um, and communicate with others. So that's my focus. And then um, after that, I'll be running um, an online course to help um, uh, teachers to start their own business because a lot of teachers have been fired recently <laughs> because of the global pandemic. And then after that, I'll be focusing um, in, back in September. I'll be opening again uh, my coaching um, uh, my coaching program for for dads because uh, I can only coach uh, six dads at the same time and these are for dads who wants to start the business and launch that business and have results and doing that in harmony with their family so yeah that's a plan for the next three months I honestly love what you're about I love what you're doing I love that you're following what gives you energy Julian it has been awesome to, to have you on the Sounding Board Parenting Podcast. And, and I just want to send across the country uh, plenty of, of well wishes to, to yourself and your family. Thank you. And so if you look for me on, on LinkedIn, there'll be uh, 
Julian Marchen and Julian is with an E <laughs> and Marchen is M-A-R-C-H-E-N-D. And so if you get the name, then you get the website. It's julianmarchen.co. <laughs> That's it. Make sure you do it, people. You do not want to miss this. Thank, Thank you, you Julian. so much, Sean. Like it's, it's been really cool. Like you've, you've brightened up uh, my morning uh, by seeing um, someone still at so early in the stage of fatherhood already grasping so many of those difficult concepts. I mean, it took me my, my daughter to die for 20 minutes to, to, to get to the point where you are. So um, I'm, it really gives me goosebumps and um, it makes me realize that I love connecting with people who are at a, a level higher than me. You know, you're the average of the people you surround yourself with. That's me having um, this interview with you. I, I really feel like you, you've elevated me. So thank you so much, Sean. Thank you for listening. Let us know if anything stood out for you during the chat. As the new pod on the block, it would be awesome if you look out for us and share this episode with someone that you think may be interested. While you're at it, why not head to our socials and share some love with a like, follow or comment. Keep an eye out for the next pod drop. Big thanks to Stilo Media for producing this piece of art we call Sounding Board Parenting. From our hearts to yours, we hope you're making progress on something that you love and makes you feel alive. Remember, this can go anywhere.